Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, the podcast here. I'm your host, Welcome. Um, in 2021, my New Year's resolution is to no longer go by the name RJ, so we're changing it to V, because um, it's cute. We'll spend this episode discussing the first two chapters of Ride, Ride or Die, the romance. Um, this episode is not spoiler safe, so if you want to avoid spoilers from the first two chapters of this book, um, please leave. I don't know how to say that nicer. Um, <laughs> That sounds rude, but like, it's you can't be here. You you should not be here if you're gonna get it. And plus, this book was published in 2019. It's been two years. You've had time. Um. <laughs> hi. Hi. Uh, hi, V. Hi, <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> so glad to be here. How are you? Um, I am enthusiastic and vibrant, and I'm I'm ready to discuss what we got to discuss. Wow, enthusiastic and vibrant. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, how do how do we know each other? <laughs> how how do we know each other? How did this get started? And how did you get introduced to the, to the app choices? Well, you, you know, we met on uh, Xbox, and you. <laughs> That this uh, your hobby that you do and i just i don't know like i just wanted to be a part of that so i was like let me download this you know choices app see what uh-huh. it's about. um i had low expectations mm-hmm. but yeah i was actually pleasantly shocked yes we met on xbox that's 100 percent true <laughs> <laughs> We definitely met on Xbox. Um, <laughs> okay, Tyler. <laughs> oh my god. Um, no, Lucas. I mean, obviously, duh, we're using fake names. Um, so not our real names. So that's that's what we'll be calling each other while we're recording. But um, we've been friends for like years and years and years. And yeah, like I think I just forever. <laughs> yeah, forever. Like literally forever. And I think I had introduced the app to you because, well, I, I introduced the podcast to you before I introduced yes. you to the app. Yes. So essentially, I was like, isn't it crazy that in 2019, I put out a podcast? And Lucas is like, what are you talking about? Because yes. <laughs> I had never mentioned it before. <laughs> um, and then you listened to the entire episode across, like, what, two days? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a long episode. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like three hours. We're not doing that shit again. No, 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 <laughs> we no. Are, no. We are nobody not. got we time for time. that. No, ain't nobody got time for that. So, Me and Quarantine um, still ain't got time for that. Like, Exactly. Oh. We have nothing but time and still do not have time for that. So, um, and then I think you just kind of. I think you had a little bit of interest. And then I told you, I was like, why don't you help me co-host a podcast? Oh, yes, most of. Yes. So I'm, you said you had low expectations. I'm just curious, like, what that means. What were your low expectations? So it almost, okay, okay, okay. The best way I can describe it would be like, I thought the stories would be like, not saying that there aren't stories out there, because obviously we're just going to be discussing the one. 
but it gave me very fan fiction vibes. It gave me very. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. It right, gave me right. very like, you know, either the plot is like, it goes zero to 100 real fucking quick or like, it just like, it's not there. So the story that we would be talking about, like, I do feel like the plot had a good, you know, slow rise to it, especially at the end of the second chapter, which we will talk about eventually. But like, mm-hmm. I, while I was thoroughly like, I was invested. Right. I, I called you after the first episode and I was like, ooh, yes. go on the second. <laughs> I was like, I was like, don't tell me anything, but I could tell you were like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You're like, what's happening in this first chapter? <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny because the cliffhangers that are in the chapters, like it almost truly feels like a TV show. And that's yeah. what I like about it. How like every episode almost feels like, you know, your favorite TV show because you're like, no, we did not just end on this. I need to get to the next chapter and see what's going on. Right. No. Yeah. And how do I say this? It's like. I love I just love this book. I. I've played this book probably like five or more times. Right. Um, Oof. I'm sorry. I'm like, I told, so I kind of warned Lucas before we started recording this podcast. I have a little bit of a rant. And every single time I think about this book, it makes me want to rant. I'm just curious before you, before we move on into my, my bullshit. um, Are there any stories that like when you were scrolling through the app that you were like, Oh, I want to read that next. There was one. And I think it's listed under the VIP books. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. it's very supernatural feels. It was like Wolf Bride or Wolf. <gasps> yeah. Wolf something. Mm-hmm. Like my aspect and like my interest when it comes to like um, these books, I can say now that I'm a, you know, I downloaded an app. I used it a little bit. You're a user, right? You're a reader. Right, I'm a user. I feel like it would be part of that like supernatural type plot. Or what we're on, which is like very much, you know, naive girl doesn't really know what she is getting herself into type scenario, bad boy. Like, love that. Just love love Mm -hmm. that aspect. Right. It's a tale that has been told many times, but it's a good one, okay? Oh, it's built on a lot of cliches. Yeah. I don't think anyone can deny that. This entire book is built on a lot of cliches. And, oof, girl. We will get into all of that. We are going to get into it. I want to go into my rant. I'm here for it. So, you understand how these games work. Sometimes there are certain choices that you can make that require diamonds. And diamonds are like the the way that the app encourages you to spend real life money. Right. To support the company. I played this book many times, okay? This is hands down my favorite book that this app has ever put out. I bought every diamond choice for my LI. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. And I I also replayed the book with other LIs because it kind of changes the story like a little bit, a tiny mm-hmm. bit, not, not significantly. So I was doing that. When Now, this book is obviously it's completed. It's finished, okay? For your information, because I know you haven't been on that for a long time, but normally when they finish a book, they try to finish it within 16 chapters. Okay. 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 So on the 16th chapter was like the finale, okay? They said that they were going to do a sequel. That was in 2019. 
<gasps> They've not so done all, all 2020, I'm getting their little uh, Pixelberry is the name of this of the company who writes these these books, mm-hmm. right? That's what they're called. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for their little newsletters. They're like, uh, no updates on Ride or Die Two. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm fucking here. But I okay. I <laughs> I'll hold on. But, um, they just put out a newsletter in the first month of 2021. Okay. Listing a couple of books that are fan favorites that they confirmed would not get sequels. And you want to guess who was on that list? <gasps> Why? Uh, uh-uh. Hold up. Wait. <laughs> I I have the quote from the newsletter. I'm going to read it. Wait a damn minute. This is the newsletter from Pixelberry that came out in January. A.K.A. the month that we are recording this. Sometimes we want to do a sequel, but the lead writer is no longer available because they've moved on to a different project or even left the company. We've tried changing lead writers in the past only to watch sequels struggle, losing sight of what we, what made the original great. This is what happened in the case of Ride or Die. We simply don't have the team now with the passion and vision to give fans a sequel they crave. Now, I know who the lead writer for Ride or Die was. It's the same guy who wrote Open Heart, which Lucas, you would enjoy because it's Grey's, Anat- a Grey's Anatomy inspired. Period. Okay. <laughs> The guy who was a lead writer, I'm pretty sure his name was Luke, um, and he he is still in the company as far as I remember. He's just the lead writer for Open Heart, and I think that they have just pivoted him to that project instead. And here's the thing. Here's my rant starts. I'll put a fucking timestamp somewhere if y'all don't want to fucking hear this. to spoil the ending or anything i'm not going to give you any details but a lot of people felt like from the ending that there was really that that was it like people saw the ending of the book and they were like this is a one this is a one book series okay, okay. and then when they announced there was the second one coming people were excited but they were just like how mm-hmm. which i agree with them but at the end of the day in 2019 you have promised us you were going to get us a second book and now all of a sudden, it's not coming. Yeah, you can't blue ball us and not. I got blue ball for two motherfucking years. Talking about some like we don't have the right staff. Oh, you better find them. <laughs> you better clone Luke. <laughs> Let me talk I'm to him. Just... Luke and Luke, we can. I can listen. I can communicate with myself. Luke and Lucas, you said you want me to be. You want me to write it. <laughs> Not an issue. <laughs> Not a problem, baby. Here's my here's my just general thoughts and feelings about this scenario. And about the app and Pixelberry in general. Okay. I don't know. They got purchased by a different company. They were like a small company. They got purchased by a big company. I don't quite remember like where, when that happened. But ever since they got purchased by this big company. I do personally, my opinion, personally feel as though the quality of the books have gone downhill fast. Okay. Every book that they, and when they first, when they first started, they had books like Most Wanted that weren't necessarily, they were more like crime based. Like they just had books of lots of different genres that didn't just put so much emphasis on romance. 
obviously Ride or Die is not an example of that because hello, the first book she like runs into this hottest guy. Yeah. But they had like very like structured, good plot books that just didn't that just wasn't entirely based off of romance and having a sexy ally. Ally is an acronym that the fan base uses for love interest. Okay. And I feel like over time they have shifted to the type of books that the silent majority are bigger fans of than the plot heavy ones, which are very fluffy books that have a lot of diamond choices to have intimate and often sexual moments with the allies. And if that's the type of book that people want to play, that's fine. But because I don't know if you've ever seen those ads for like chapters or episodes, like those other types of games that also provide a similar type of content. But for me, I've probably been playing on choices since 2018. And I kind of got into discussing the episodes with the Reddit community, Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash choices. And we are our very opinionated bunch, okay? Okay. <laughs> and I think I think we're all on the same page that we appreciate these plot heavier books that aren't so romance focused. And it's not that romance is a bad thing, but it's just like there needs to be something beside that. And over time, their books have kind of like moved towards just romance and has moved away from a secondary plot. Every title, um, kind of like hints at a romantic possibility like there's this one about i think it's politics i really haven't done that much research into it it's called foreign affairs and it's like every cover of a book has to have two people that are like looking all loved up and it's just really disappointing i feel like over time the quality of their books have gone down because they just shifted to putting as much allies into the um into the book as possible so that way they could put diamond scenes. Right. And then more people would want to pay for those diamond scenes because if you're invested in the LI, you want to see what's happening. It's just, it's very disappointing to me. And it's disappointing because when I had heard, first of all, <clears throat> the, I think the mindset that a lot of people who are in the fan base have is that if you like a book, spend money on it spend diamonds on it right because that will be the easiest way to communicate to the company i want to see another one of these books however it's just like i spent all these diamonds on this bitch (laughs) when i thought i was getting a sequel i spent all these diamonds and now it's not getting a sequel and i truly feel like a large part of the reason why i hung on to this fan base is because books that I was a fan of were getting sequels. Got you. And that's undeniable. Like, obviously, Pixelberry is a business and they can do what they need to do in order to keep the lights on. But at the end of the day, we're not friends, bitch. Like, you're putting out <laughs> content. It's true. You're putting out content that I'm paying for. I have literally given this app money before. That's, that's not a joke. Like I've literally given I've literally given this ad money before. Not often, but I've given it to them. So if you are not producing content that I enjoy as a consumer, why would I buy? Exactly. And I'm sure that they're doing fine. If you look at the stats of their books, a lot of these books that the Reddit community thinks are really bad end up scoring well 
with the broader community. So I feel like some people were going back and forth. You know, there was a post that was made on Reddit that was talking about this newsletter they put out. And some people were like, I don't understand why people are giving Pixelberry such a hard time. You guys are like being unfair, blah, blah, blah. I don't really give a fuck anyone says I'm unfair. If you're not putting out content that I don't want to, that I, if you are not putting out content that I don't want to read, I do not owe you anything. No, and that's on everything. That's on period. Like, we are not friends. I am not here buddy-buddy. I don't know any of the writers personally. If you are writing bullshit stories, I'm not going to read them. And you're sure as hell not getting my money. And it's not even about that. I mean, like, it is, but at the same time, they promise you a sequel, and then they lie to you. So, like, that's already, we already not friends, like, from the get-go. Like Right. Because now, and that's what the thing, that's where a lot of people were getting upset about you, because, Lucas, there were a couple of books that have been out since 2016, 2017, that up until this month, they were telling people they were going to put out a sequel to. Oh, my God. For five years, they were telling people they were going to make a sequel to Hero. Never fucking happened. <gasps> and so, at this point, we're like, y'all knew that y- that was on the back burner. You could have put out a little something something saying, listen, this is on the back burner, and we don't know if we're going to get to it. I mean, probably something phrased a little bit more professionally than that. But you could have said something. And you know that a lot of these consumers are hanging around this app waiting for these stories. And meanwhile, we're engaging with the rest of the stuff. It just kind of feels like we're getting led on a little bit, personally, in my opinion. Because if I had known that they were going to cancel all of these books, I don't know if I would have been hanging around this long. (laughs) Anyways, those are my thoughts about what has happened. At least in an epilogue. Like, if you can't do a whole nother book, okay, that's fine. Just do, like, a little epilogue to tie up any loose ends that you feel like the fans need just to satisfy them. Yeah. Just to not create anything at all. After you said that you were going to create something, that's just a slap in the face. And it feels, it honestly, like, it feels bad as someone who, like put money in towards this book because I genuinely enjoyed playing it and I would Mm -hmm. spend like hours on Reddit kind of discussing like the plot and stuff with everybody it just like it sucks I think listen this topic came up on the plot of Ride or Die on the episode for Ride or Die this does not mean that it is specific to Ride or Die I think Ride or Die is one of those books that is an example that could be a good standalone I do think there are other books that they canceled that obviously needed another book and it just sucks. Like, it just sucks. When you've been on the app this long and the quality of the stories are going down and then the good stories that you like, they're no longer getting sequels and they're pushing out these, like, shitty motherfucking sequels for books like um, Baby Bump. Fuck Baby Bump too. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants that? Probably some moms on Facebook. Maybe. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, I just need to get that off my chest. Anyways, I'm saying that because I think, I mean, Lucas, this is a, you know, if you are if you enjoy recording this podcast, if you enjoy looking at these books, then we, we can go back through the catalog of, like, good books. And I'll say that every book that they put out is bad. Like, I definitely haven't been playing every book as it's released because, obviously, I have gotten detached from the stories they've been putting out over the past couple of months. Right. But um, if there's a good book, like, We'll do an episode on it if we want to, but 
I don't know. It may get to a point where we may have to jump shit from choices and go on to a different app. You heard it here first. <laughs> I I refuse. I refuse to do like a hundred episodes on my first two loves. Lucas, I know we've never played that book, but don't. It's a hundred chapters long and it's not good. <laughs> And that's, if you play, if you just look at, don't even, don't even, Lucas, don't even waste a key on it. Just go on YouTube, look up Choices, My First Two Loves, watch like the first like one to two chapters, and you'll understand why we will not be recording an episode on that one. And that is a great example of the quality they have been putting out recently. It hasn't been good. Okay, that was my rant. I hope you enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was filled hot tea that we will serve to the general public um let's go into the meat potatoes of like what we came here to do okay it's time to start discussing ride or die chapters one and two but we're just gonna start with chapter one for now um chapter one's called the boy with the car um the genres of this book they have it under street racing um which is funny because it's literally the only book that's about street racing so the fact that they gave it its own genre is hilarious to me Especially since because, you know, it's not going to have a second part, but, you know. No, exactly. There's no sequel. So there's <laughs> this is the only book in the genre of street racing. Um, so street racing, romance, and adrenaline. The uh, summary of the first chapter is Logan isn't the type of boy that you can bring home to dad. Dot, dot, dot. Not when dad's the detective tasked with taking down Logan's illegal street racing crew. Okay. Um... For the purposes of this book, because the default name of the character is Ellie Wheeler, I'm just going to call her Ellie when we, like, walk through what happens in these chapters. I think you called her Luna. I did. I did. But Ellie works. That's fine. There's too many L's in this fucking scenario anyways. I mean, Ellie kind of sounds like the L. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you're saying L. (laughs) Okay. So, um... The way the book, let's just, let's just start talking through the series of events that happens through chapter one. So the way that the book starts, start off in kind of like a flash forward of Ellie and a car with a very attractive man yes, um, who yes. is speeding in the car. And this is kind of the, the point where you get to design your character, name them, et cetera, et cetera. And you get to pick what the man looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the only plot related detail that we get here is that it's Ellie's 18th birthday. Okay. So then the book transitions back to the beginning of the very same day um, where Ellie wakes up in her bed. We learn a couple of key details in this scene. Um, we learn that her dream school is links at college. She walks downstairs. Her dad is cooking her breakfast. He gives her a gift. And it's through the gift giving that we learn that her mom is also, she's passed. She's dead. Right. Deceased. Okay. So it's just her and her dad. Um, Ellie asks her dad for driving lessons. It's her 18th birthday. She's never learned how to drive. Um, and we learn that her dad doesn't think it's safe for her to drive. And he tells her that it's not really a necessary skill. So she'll be in the city and college. So she won't need a car. I'm just curious. What are your, your thoughts on her not being able to drive because her father hasn't taught her yet? So here is the real tea. Okay? Uh-huh. The tea. <laughs> okay. Him being a detective, that was something that I did not read in the synopsis. It was something I figured out at the end of the first episode. I don't think that they really tell you until the end. Oh, got you, got you. Okay, so with that being said, he makes a comment that's like, 
oh, um, with my line of work, there are a lot of accidents and I can never, like, imagine you in one. Uh-huh. I automatically got, like, defensive. First, I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, the DMV or something, like... You're like, you're a crosswalk guard? I don't understand. <laughs> because I understand the essence of, like, daddy's little girl. I've raised you, you know, I've loved you by myself, like, because we lost, aka my wife, your mom. I understand that. But at some point, I just feel like it would just, that would just be keeping your child in ignorance. Because, like, they have to know how to drive. Like, it, he he's right in the sense of, like, it's not a necessity. But, God forbid, if some apocalypse, some meteor crashes down in the sky, <laughs> and she has a functioning car beside her, and she gotta wait for the bus to come. Like, I just, like, there are a lot more scenarios in life where you need to know how to drive a car than you would, like, wouldn't need to. Right. So, when I... Like, the way the character is developed in the beginning, like, you know, oh, I'm about to be in my dream college, and, like, I'm like, girl, you all focus, you all ready for the future, but you don't know how to drive yet? <laughs> I'm like, that leave a sour taste in my mouth. And then, you know, right after that conversation, she get on the bus, and then she has the audacity to be like, oh, I'm around a whole bunch of freshmen and sophomore. I said, get off, get off, the just walk. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Here, awesome. Here's the thing. I'm I'm I identify as a woman, okay? I grew up as as a woman. Well, no, I grew up as a girl. <laughs> but <laughs> I grew up female, okay? <laughs> um my father was overprotective in some ways and very much not in other ways and like driving was not a thing for him. It was my mom. My mom was very against me driving. I agree with you. I think driving, I, I know you said it's not a necessary skill. I think it is. Yeah. I don't really care whether you live in the city or you don't have a car or whatever. Like, I think you should have a license. And I think you should at the very least know how to put your fucking car in reverse. Absolutely. Like, no one's telling you you got to be out here learning how to drive stick. But, like, come on, automatic where it doesn't. Come you. on. <laughs> you can't park. <laughs> but you can't do a left turn park. Oh <laughs> like, it's. It's definitely, definitely ridiculous. Like, oh, absolutely. It's like the first, this is, ooh, I just, I just really don't like it. I think you're, you're ensuring that your child is ill-prepared. And the other part of it that I don't find believable is I'm like, girl, you don't have any other friends that have cars. You can't sneak around a little driving lesson here or there. And here's the thing, though. The dialogue where they were talking about her mom, right? Mm-hmm. and I picked like oh she would be proud of you right because I was like you know what like you know I gotta put recognition on my single father who do everything for me right he said oh JK I'm not gonna teach you how to drive I said how do I go back how do I <laughs> how do I reverse <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you said actually I regret being nice at all to you I this regret, yeah and then like like you said, she name dropped her two friends. Right. Coming to the story right after this scene. But you a senior and you don't know. And you know what's so crazy? They really make her out to be like some kind of outcast that nobody knows, nobody wants to talk to or whatever. And like all the character skins is mad pretty. So I'm just like a little confused as to like <laughs> And I'm not trying to be egocentric. I'm not trying to be, you know, but like she's like all the skins were really pretty and like I can't imagine 
It's like they're holding on to the 80s. Because I can't imagine in this day and age, like me and you, for example, like where we grew up, you were popular if you were smart. Like that's, you know, so it was very hard for me to connect with her because she's like, oh, she wants to be valedictorian. And she's like, oh, I can't be like that other girl who's valedictorian and goes to parties. I was like, girl, why not? I did it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It it is. Admittingly, it is very confusing because it's not it's not even that she's not popular because she's smart because like Ingrid, I mean, I know we're skipping ahead here, but mm-hmm. Ingrid, her fucking little rival, she is also pretty and popular and is right behind her in class and yes. has all this other shit. So like it's not really a function of her being smart that's like preventing her from being social she's just like not a social person and it's kind of like i don't really know who who to blame because obviously we're only in chapter one like you don't really have that much characterization so you're like do i blame the dad do i blame Mm -hmm. her for like Mm -hmm. being too shy i don't really like know what the function of her like being not very popular at school is i don't really know i think that's just very much like something that we just have to take face value like oh she's a loner she ain't got no friends okay cool great let her meet this boy yeah like that's it like you know yeah like there really isn't like a good explanation like we don't really know like i'm i'm more heavily leaning towards her like not being very social because i mean again we're skipping ahead in plot but like when she gets invited to that party her first gut feeling is like oh no i i'm not going and her friend has to like talk her into going to the party so I'm willing to blame it more on her because to be yes, honest, yes. pretty much the only time that her dad comes off as strict to me is on the driving. Again, we're skipping shit. Yes, we we're are. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pay we're gonna get somewhere. there, but like I just want to finish my point. Absolutely. So so when you when it gets to the point where you're you're leaving for the party, if you choose to tell your dad it's a party, he's not mad. When um Logan drops you off and it's a boy, he's not mad. Let me tell you some shit. If I went to a party and a boy dropped me off, I think my dad would be a little irritated with me. Lord, I was gay and I couldn't even take you anywhere till we were in high school. So Exactly. <laughs> literally, you could not drive me anywhere. You could not stay the night. And I was like, literally, um, nothing about the two of us is attracted to the other person. No, like, at all? <laughs> Your sexuality was literally working against you being attracted to me. And my father was like, no. So for her dad to see a boy and a fancy racing car dropping her mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. and for him to be like, oh, well, he's he, mu- he must have been really nice of him to leave the party for you. Um, I'm just having a hard time imagining him being so strict that he would be the reason that right. she, he doesn't go out, you know? Anywho. Okay, so after the scene when he tells her no to her driving lessons, um, Ellie's on the bus. Uh, it fucking sucks. It sucks. Um, all of the kids are loud. She's like the only senior that's on the bus. For some reason, she's trying to study on the bus. Oh my god, the way they dragged it, that was hilarious. She was like, well, yeah, she tried to study, but the bus, the old rickety bus was so, like, broke down <laughs> that it jumped up and down. I'm like, wow, yeah. Rickety bus. She's about to hit her head on the top of the bus. <laughs> she... She took a roller coaster to fucking school. <laughs> yes. So while she's kind of like lamenting on her um terrible bus experience, um, there's this nice, very expensive looking yellow car that pulls up beside the bus. Um, this is when we see the same boy from the flash floor forward is driving it, and then he makes eye contact with Ellie before pulling off. 
So again, we're getting a lot of foreshadowing, we're getting a lot mm-hmm. of like, who is this character? What's with the yellow car, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, so Ellie arrives at her prep school. It's called Marvista. Um, basically, we learn, as we stated, this bitch has like no friends. Right. Um, <laughs> she's looking around the parking lot. Nobody's looking at her. Like she, she's not kikiing with anybody. Um, so she has this thought where she wonders if she completely missed out on high school, which I'm sure a lot of people probably felt that way in high school. Um, she notices the same yellow car from earlier is parked in the school lot. And she's has, she has this thought where she thinks to herself, she's, she's never seen that yellow car in the parking lot before. Okay. Her best friend, Rhea and her best friend's boyfriend, Darius, um, they walk up to her. They get into a conversation. Um, Ellie start, kind of starts to hint that she wishes she woke up feeling or being either a different person or having right, right. Um, a different personality. So, again, we're establishing the characterization of Ellie kind of, like, being stuck, I think, in a little bit of a rut. You know, she feels she feels like she should be a different person than who she is today. There's a need for a change. So, Rhea asks Ellie... Who exactly she wants to be? Who is she talking about? Um, the choices that you can make here are you can pick, I want to be the best person I can be. Um, you can fall in love or getting the hell out of LA. The question I have for you, what do you think 18 year old you would answer to this question? So 18, Ooh, hold up. <laughs> you <laughs> fucked me up. You fucked me up, best friend. You fucked me up. I have to go with what my 18-year-old self would say, right? And uh-huh. I'm going to say what I picked after years of, like, acceptance and, like, we'll, we'll get there. We're good there. Uh-huh. 18-year-old me, right? It would definitely be I would want to find love. Yeah. Right? Definitely, like, most deaf. Like, I would want to find love. Like, just everything, like, Disney movies and rom-coms, like, they just always tell you that, like, no matter what, eventually someone's going to be out there for you, and it's going to be nice, and it's going to be loving. Cool, great. Mm -hmm. Now, reading the choices, I was like, bitch, you don't need no man, first of all, and second of (laughs) all, you live in LA, like, I understand the sense of, like, getting away from, like, your hometown and stuff. LA like that is so many opportunities so many like I can't imagine why anyone would ever want to live there being born and raised there so I was like we're not going to click that okay just because you're having like a midlife crisis because you can't drive we're not going to pick that so I (laughs) like I want to be the best person that I can be because I just feel like if you're the best person that you can be everything else will fall into place like if you find a man and fall in love like that's going to fall into place and if you're meant to leave and explore that's going to fall into place so I was right. like, let's focus on ourselves. Let's be the best that we can be. But if it was 18-year-old me, definitely after a, a man, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 100%, I'm 100% with you. I definitely think when I was 18, I was looking for a little, little bit of love, a little bit of affection. Right, right. Um, today, absolutely picking the best I can be. Yes. Um, I have so many friends who were born and raised here, and they're like, I want to go somewhere else. I'm like, what? Y'all spoiled. Y'all spoiled. Yo, we had we had cotton fields. We had cotton fields, like really, really, like okay, cool. Like if we didn't have a cotton field, we had a cornfield. Like that's what we yeah. really. <laughs> we had a cornfield and a dirt road. Okay, and like, one gas station. 
in order for us to even go to a movie theater, we had to drive 30 minutes. Like, that's yeah, not... Yeah, we had to drive to the next town over to go to a movie theater. We didn't even have one in our own town. Every, like, her being in L.A. and, like, like it's just, like, what are y'all complaining about? Like, y'all don't know the struggle of driving 20 minutes to go get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> No, she definitely doesn't know that struggle. She can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know. She can't like, drive. Our hometown just got DoorDash, like, pretty recently, within, like, the, like a year Are or you so. serious? I'm so serious. And you order from DoorDash, like, every night. And I order from DoorDash every night. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you would not be able to survive back home. Oof. Oh, no, honey. The only way that I would pick getting the hell out of blank is if it was getting the hell out of our hometown. No, and, if it was easy yeah. me, that then I would have picked that over falling in love. But it says getting the hell out of out of LA. So like, and I was no, like, yeah, let's say girl next. Anyways, <laughs> I I did when I was playing though. I did pick falling in love just because I felt like more accurate to her character in my opinion. And I think you said you picked being the best you can be. Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. If you do pick falling in love, Darius, um, Rhea's boyfriend says it's great. Rhea says it's not everything and that Ellie should put herself first. Um, Ellie says she has always put herself first and wants to find someone who puts her first. Very romantic. Okay. Very idealistic. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, also during this conversation, Ellie mentions that she has to keep her grades up, um, until graduation. She can go to a summer program at Langston, her college, um, and that her valedictorian status is also up for grabs. Um, and they also mentioned prom. So there is just like a lot of foreshadowing here. They're like, you need to keep grades up. We need to go to prom. We also learned that Ellie hasn't had her first kiss yet. Yes. Yes. Right. So there's a lot of like plot devices, a lot of like foreshadowing coming up. Um, so Ellie, after discussing all these details, you know, she seems really frustrated. She kind of asks herself, like, why can't she have it all? Um, she's she's good at school. She wants to have a th- thriving social life. She wants to have a love life. Rhea tells her, she points out Ingrid, who is Ellie's, like, class rival, who's doing well in school. She's on every single sports team. She has a good social life. And she's like, look, you can. You can be that person who has it all. Like, you don't have to sacrifice something. Okay? I appreciate Rhea, though. I do. Yeah. Like, I appreciate her as a character and as a friend. Just for blatantly saying, like, what is the difference between y'all two? Like, she might have a yeah. driver's but other than that, like, what is the oh, difference between... That's the difference. She can drive herself to parties. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. What if that's been it this entire time? What if she had gotten a license in a car and she her life would have been very different? Oh, poor Ellie. Oh, no, I love Rhea. Rhea's, like, definitely, there's quite a few friends that sometimes when you play these games that you're introduced to and you're like, I don't know if I like these friends. They're kind of annoying. Like, (laughs) but Rhea, Rhea, I feel like she would be, she's, like, the person who was an adult before the adults. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. She's, like, the adult mom teenage friend that we all needed when we were in high school and college. She's great. I love her. Okay, so after this conversation, Ellie runs into the boy that we saw in the car. Um, 
the boy then tells her there are easier ways to get my attention. At this point, you can either decide to take his hand or get up on your own. I personally took his hand. Oh, um, okay. Hello, um, his face. And literally five minutes ago, Ellie was complaining about not having a man. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, let's get some physical contact in here, girl. <laughs> I think, yeah, I got up on my own. Oh, it's just so... It's so funny because the wittiness that he has as a character, I really adore. Because Mm -hmm. back at you, because I'm like, oh, I like, I gotta, I can take care of myself, and he was like, oh, I can see that, and I was like, damn, I should have took his hand. The fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I mean, we can talk about this as, especially as we get further into the plot, but I personally like him because as an adult, and I know she's 18, whatever. Some of the things that happen in this book, you can kind of blame on her being immature and not being exposed to life experience. Oh, absolutely. But the reason that I like him is because I like a person who's very straightforward and knows what they want. Yes, yes, which is why, and we'll continue this, mm-hmm. that, like, party scenes and even, like, towards, you know, the second chapter, I was like, I gotta match energy at this point because... Mm-hmm. He makes he is so straightforward that it gives me so much confidence that like everything he says is like just the truth. Like I feel yeah. like I don't have to question his character because right off the bat he's like, Yeah, I be doing shit, you know, I just be doing stuff that you probably aren't down with, but it is what it is. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, all right. <laughs> like Yeah, but- because normally when you're flirting with somebody, it's like, do they, don't they? I don't really know. And he's so in your face of being like I want to talk to you and like I I'm very impressed by you yes, yes. just like running into him and like when someone is that straightforward and just kind of lets you know from the get-go that they're into you it's like well why wouldn't I also be forthright with how I'm mm-hmm. feeling about the situation exactly because he doesn't need to play games he mm-hmm. doesn't who he has a sexy ass car he has a sexy ass body with a sexy ass face so that being <laughs> like <laughs> ask yourself why would he be paying attention to me if he did not really want me and exactly. I, again so like i was like we're gonna match energy and so that's when i started being more direct you know i wasn't over here like oh i got it myself i was like i will let you get it for me because uh-huh. i'm myself and that's you know like that we'll, we'll get there we'll get there right but only my only i what, because that's when the scene where you're talking to the guy who's throwing the party, right? Brent, yeah. Yes. And my only main concern, I'm like, is there no faculty or staff around? Is no one wondering why this boy showed up in this fancy-ass car and is just talking to these students? Because he doesn't go here. I get, but really, she does not go to school here. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even go here. Like, that's I just... really don't know. Maybe it's just like, because it's a rich school. I don't know, bruh. Like... <laughs> We will never know because they're from LA. So like we will never know what it's like over there. No. Someone just rolling up in a yellow car. Like you think the students and the faculty are not gonna pay attention to that? Like But I was like, yeah, that was just like a little comment I had to make because I'm like, ain't no one pressed that okay, all right, anyways, let's go back to the story. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> So again, um, we learn his name is Logan, so now be calling him Logan from now on. Um, we learn he is not a student at the high school, as we had mentioned before. Um, he continues to flirt with Ellie by saying, you know, I kind of wish I did go to school here. Um, just like really laying it on thick. Like, 
is very clear that he's into her. Oh, yes. Um, so at this point, Brent interrupts. Brent is this, like, blonde-haired kind of an asshole from the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one who was previously talking to Logan prior to Ellie just, like, ramming her fucking entire body into Logan's back. Brent kind of interrupts and is like, so the conversation we were having. And then he says that he'll do some sort of exchange with Logan at Brent's party later on that night. And then Logan asks Ellie if if she's going to the party and then ends up getting Ellie invited. Um, purely because Brent wants Logan to come to this party. Ellie starts to get cold feet. Um, Rhea starts yelling at her and basically being like, no, you gonna go. No, yeah, love her. Um, so Ellie goes home after after school picks out an outfit for the party i think you had told me that you would not pay for any outfits i did game. not because listen i <laughs> i saw the outfit was the outfit smoking absolutely i was thoroughly impressed with like the development of that particular outfit i was like oh that's nice uh-huh. even the second one we'll get to it but i was like no he gotta like me for me because i you know like do I, oh yeah i'm like do i want to be confident yes but at the same time like perception is reality and i don't want him thinking like i'm just like everyone else like no i'm quirky and i just want you to like me for me so i was like <laughs> it did make me mad the i'm quirky that i don't like about this game it's either you about to pay for these fucking diamonds or you about to wear this same old damn college sweatshirt she wear every other fucking day and that's yeah there are no other basic outfits for you to pick from you either go into the party in the damn dress or you go in the links and sweatshirt <laughs> She has no other clothes. That she's apparently had since she was like 11. So I'm like, okay, so did you just buy the size that you feel like your body was going to fit? Because there was just a... (laughs) This damn sweatshirt. I mean, at least she hung it off the shoulder. So it's kind of (laughs) cute. Because my God, if it was just... If she wore that shit regularly, I might have to paint the diamonds. I'm not going to lie. Because I'm over here like... In my head, I was like, okay, cool. I don't want to pay diamonds for that outfit. But maybe they'll give me like a cute little sundress. And she's like... No, he's going to like me for me. Let's go downstairs. I said, oh, hell. <laughs> you said, bitch, if you don't get a t-shirt out of your closet <laughs> put that on. <laughs> Could you imagine? Can I just say, bruh? Wearing the same wearing the same clothes from literally 7 a.m. until 11 p.m. To the party. Like, no, and would she? You musky. You musky. <laughs> you musky, bruh. <laughs> First of all, you bumped into him and fell on the ground. So it's already probably dirty. You probably got like <laughs> dirt stains on. <laughs> I should have paid for the diamonds. It's okay, baby. You'll have a chance the next couple of chapters. I'll tell you right now, she don't change that fucking outfit. <laughs> she does not. She does not. You got to pay for all her clothes. It's like she didn't have anything else but those damn jeans and that sweatshirt. Oh, my God. Well, she can't drive herself to the mall, so I believe it. Like, I really do. (laughs) It's like, you know, those damn cartoon characters that always wear the same thing every day. That's what she's like. That's what all these characters in these books are like, honestly. See, this is how they make you spend money, because I'd be damned. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So Ellie either um, walks downstairs in her musky little sweater, or she puts on her new outfit. Um, she goes downstairs, her dad is setting up a board game per, I guess, Ellie's birthday tradition, and then her dad asks her where she's going. Obviously, she's dressed different, looks like she's not going to stay at home. Right. Well, for you, maybe. For you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, you can either tell your dad a party, a small get-together, or you're going to Rhea's house to study. Um, what did you say? I said a small get-together. Gotcha. I said a party. (laughs) 
I definitely said a small get together because I'm like, if he already talking about how he not gonna give me no damn driver's license the or a car, what makes me think that he's gonna allow me to go to a party? I'm gonna be honest. I just wanted to say. I just wanted to see what he was gonna say. What did he say? I'm curious. He he just says like, "Oh, have fun." And you know why? It's almost so funny how like in the beginning of the chapter, it again they're like, "Oh, it's my birthday." But that's it. It is not mentioned. It is not nothing, right? So I almost keep forgetting that it's her birthday. And I just think uh-huh. to a party. And it almost makes me feel like it's your birthday, but you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. So like, and let's keep that energy. Because towards the end of the chapter, the conversation of her birthday, you know, comes up again. And I'm like, damn, it is her damn birthday. I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like, and it's because of who her character is. And I think they do such a good job like that. Because she's not egocentric in the sense of like, it's my birthday, I'm going to do anything and everything that I want to do. She's, mm-hmm. I want to be different. And I'm like, you could have did that any other day. So like, <laughs> the fact that it's your birthday almost seems irrelevant. But yeah, I definitely was like, you know what? We're going to go to Ria's for a couple little get together. And then he said, he was like, oh, but who? And she started making up names. She was like, oh, you know, uh, Katie and... uh." Oh no, Rebecca! <laughs> just girls, just just the gals, just you know. Me and my me and my fifteen friends. And then <laughs> he wanted to be like, oh, you know, my memory must be failing me. Like, okay, well, you know, have fun, no problem. Like, okay, okay. So I was like, all right, we're good, we're golden. Let's go to this party. Right. No, I definitely think when I first played this game the first time around, um, I just clicked small get together. Kind of the mm-hmm. same thing as you, where I was like, "Ooh, if I told my dad it was a party, I don't really know if he would, he'd let me go." But um, I play this game multiple times. I'd be getting a little risky at this point, so I just said party. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta take a chance and see what he says. He didn't seem that upset. Um. Okay, so Ellie arrives at the party, bumps into Ingrid, so we know Ingrid's there. Um, Ingrid being a bitch as mm-hmm. always, nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally went to go check out the food. I feel like that's the same. first place I always same. go to a party. Same. I yeah. literally like the the com- these are rich people they have good food oh absolutely and the conversation uh-huh. of um ria's boyfriend where he was like yo like they're gonna spend mad money on this food i'm about to go eat i said oh he got a point he got a yeah <laughs> yeah dance floor is free the food it expires and it costs and money you know Let's go. i'm so self-aware of just like things that my character has done and i'm like <sighs> I have not, like, this story has not mentioned food at all, so I don't know if she ate. We about to go ahead and handle that. <laughs> you hear me? She had, she had her um, Ellie special oh, earlier. Right, in- at the mm-hmm. very beginning of the chapter. I, I chose- and maybe, maybe lunch at school, but- I chose some waffles. I did, I remember. I, chose- I also chose the, the waffles, the Belgian waffles, mm-hmm. yeah. It looked good, too, when the little picture pop up. Uh-huh. Like- Uh-huh. That's I another said, damn, thing. She's going to she with a stomachache. No, for <laughs> real. But yeah, like, definitely chose the food. Um, They described it very nice. A lot of, you know, elegant, like, finger foods and stuff. So I was down with it. I was like, ooh, love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Classy, classy. Mm-hmm. So Ellie sees Logan across the, the room of the party um, talking to Brent. And he unzips a bag full of cash. And Brent gives him... Well, who was it? It was he gave Brent a set of keys and Brent yes, gave him the cash. And gave him the yes, cash. Yeah, it was okay. Um, as she's watching him, she's kind of like, "Oh, damn, a lot of he's like, that's a lot of money." Damn, I've never seen that much money before. She said, "Oh, he rich." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, she sees Ingrid walks over and starts flirting with Logan. And the whole time, Logan's just looking at Ellie, right? Which is so sexual and just so... I love that so much. Like, mm-hmm. And again, that truly just makes me feel like he is all about you. Because in what world would... Like, he is so confident in himself to not even pretend to even talk to her. Like, right. he is truly, like, all about you. And, like, oh, I was like, oh, can I get a man like that in real life? That's happened to me in real life. And, and I'll tell you, is there's there's nothing better than a confidence boost. Oof. And, you know, Rhea, about it. Rhea said, oh, he looking at you, bitch. You got to go. You got you to uh-huh. talk to him. Rhea was about it. Rhea was like, we are getting this bitch a kiss tonight. No, for real. We are getting, what's that Disney princess that needs a kiss? Um, Sleeping Beauty. Yes, we're getting Sleeping Beauty a kiss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Ellie Ellie approaches Logan to save him from Ingrid. There's a couple of ways you can play play out the situation. You can act casual, coy, or straightforward. Um, either way, Ellie calls out Logan. Um calls him out on bringing like a bag of cash or getting the bag of cash from Brent. And Logan is like really upfront with her, which is like not what I was expecting when I first played oh, this game. Oh, yes, most definitely. I thought he would be a little more like, like, come with me and I'll show you. Or like a little bit like, oh, why do you want to know? He's like, oh, right. dad, I sold him a car. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes, right. And that takes us to the diamond scene where Logan invites LA to come to the garage and see Brent's car collection which okay. i do because i was like any alone like i'm not gonna spend money on an outfit but if it's an intimate moment let's do it let's go i'm i'm for it let me ask you did you just start with diamonds like I did, did you just start have with diamonds. diamonds yeah i did okay. start with diamonds gotcha okay that i forget probably, how much money how many diamonds this scene cost i forget that's how they get you though they start you with diamonds mm-hmm. like you just use them with millie <laughs> and the next thing you know the next next choice I get is, I'll teach you how to drive Diamond Edition, and I, now I ain't got no diamonds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll teach you how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we screwed. For ninety diamonds, I'll teach you how to drive. <laughs> what if they put that choice in like episode one, where it's like when you ask your dad, and he's like, 90 diamonds, yes." <laughs> No diamonds, no. <laughs> and the game just, the book just ends. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if you take the diamond option, if you say yes, you go downstairs with him. Um, I don't really know, like, here's the thing. I'm biased because, just so you know, as, I was, as I've played this game, Logan has been my alive choice every single time. Mm-hmm. If I'm being unbiased... I don't know if this diamond option is worth it because he just, he's very vague and mysterious and he tries to put a layer of being charming over those things. And we don't really gain like that much knowledge about him other than that. He knows a lot about cars. He's like quoting all the specs of each one in the garage kind of vaguely comments that he like, hasn't had a happy life. Cliche, yes, cliche, that, cliche. yes, yes. I'm so glad we talked about this. Okay, so mm-hmm. for that scene. And then in mm-hmm. the second episode, I paid for the, the additional scene. And we'll get mm-hmm. there. 
what I realized when I paid from the second one, I was like, it better not be like the first one where I don't get nothing from it. Because, yeah, yes, like the specs and then like, um, I forgot what what the question was that she asked him. But it- she asked him, I think it was like one of the choices was like, why, why are you so into cars? Like, how'd you get into cars? It was, like, the two choices that you could choose from, I was like, well, I guess I have to ask about him because the other one is just completely, like, irrelevant. Uh-huh. The whole, like, oh, I'm from everywhere and nowhere. I said, sir, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's the one time where I was like, Logan, I'm getting a little dry. I'm getting a little dry. Come on. You're giving me very Reveal anti-wop. Yourself. Yeah. Giving yeah. me very anti-wop, like. <laughs> Giving me dry ass pussy. That's what I'm getting here. <laughs> We're getting dop. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, we just kind of learned that, like, he kind of hints at the fact that his life hasn't been happy and that he prefers, like, dealing with cars over mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. which is interesting because he's, like, a very charming, very charismatic person, in my opinion. Maybe some people wouldn't agree. But it's interesting that he, like, has all this charm and charisma and he's like, I choose when i want to use it like i'm not a person who like surrounds myself with people because they're too much trouble um and the other thing we learned from from the scene is that he's traveled he's been on the road a lot okay um logan offers to let you drive a car this is the first time that ellie tells him that she doesn't know how to drive a car um there's this whole like pseudo cliche scene where again like she falls, he catches, he always breaking her fall for no, some literally, reason. Literally, she always damn falling. She always falling on top of him Maybe all the time. I'm like, be girl, the well because you're her, right. Her nation, you're clumsy. No, for real. <laughs> you might accidentally hit the gas when you mean to hit and the brakes. It was so funny. She fell, get into the car. So I, that just makes me feel that's <laughs> even more that like. <laughs> She's like, I've never gotten into a driver's seat before. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and then the scene just ends with Logan hearing sirens. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, so basically, hear sirens. Cops are coming. Party's been busted. Logan helps Ellie escape. And then the two take off by mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of crazy that they're literally arresting a group of 50 teenagers. And they notice the two that are getting away over the gate. I don't know why this ended up in a high-speed car chase, but that's how it ended up. So, I really think in real life, if they thought that two teenagers were getting away, I don't think that they would have done this. No. Personally. First of all, how many cops... Here's the thing. It's unrealistic. Because Look at all of the LAPD out here checking out this one LAPD, All of the fucking LAPD, because that's what I'm saying. Like He's like, okay, they have enough cops to corner all these teenagers at the, at the, at the front door, the front gate, wherever they are, right? So right, someone's like, "Oh, there's two teenagers in the way," and they have enough cops to thus have a high speed chase. Yeah. And then later on, when they call the chopper, I'm like, "What the fuck? Where is like?" <laughs> oh my god! You know, while I'm playing, right? You know, I'm very into, it, I'm very into, it, but when you just take a moment and realize what's going on, you just like. I'm at a high school party and suddenly I'm getting chased by a chopper and that just that doesn't correlate. <laughs> like things really go from like zero to one hundred no, in the back half of this chapter. No, literally for real. And it's just so funny how like I mean literally zero miles per hour to like a hundred miles per hour with exactly. Logan chasing all those cops. <laughs> and we get met with the beginning of 
the chapter where she, you know, he's like, can you trust me? And she's like, I just, yeah. you have no choice. He's doing a hundred on the highway. What do you expect him to do? Stop? Like, no. Like, like he gonna do whatever he's going to do. Like, whether you say you trust him or not. I do like if you tell him no, he's like, I guess I'm going to have to apologize after this. Then. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. I like that. I mean, yeah. I, I trust you, <laughs> I, I can't remember what I did. I can't remember if I said yes or no. I know if he says yes, he's like, good. And then if you say no, he's like, I guess I'll have to. I he says, I guess I'll owe you an apology then. So either way, he's going to do what he's going to do. I really like that. Um, Because you know what? we And this is one of our favorite um proverbs. It's better to ask for forgiveness than it is. For- uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, we are not getting caught by the cops today. <laughs> Not today. I said I would get you home on time for your curfew. We are getting there before your curfew. He okay? said, with your permission, we'll, I'll apologize later. Yeah. So he's zooming um, in. Love that for... He zooms zoom in, takes the car, jumps off the side of the bridge. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you my undies will be wet. Uh-uh. Right. Not in a good way. Not in a sexual way. But... <laughs> But I tell you, there'll be skid marks on the road and in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> we would have hit the highway and I would be like, I, we leave in the car and say, I am so sorry. Um, You might want to put a towel down on the seat. Because... <laughs> You're like, listen, you have to apologize. And so do I. I'll go first. I shit myself. <laughs> Let's start with the smallest offense first. Um, I uh, use the bathroom in your seat. Your passenger seat is now a toilet. <laughs> because oh what the fuck? And the car lands, it hits the highway. The cops send the fucking chopper chopper, as you said. Mm-hmm. Logan going. I can't even imagine how fast this this man's no, going. Literally I can't imagine. Lights, kills all turns the- off, kills the engine, and he just gliding through, like y'all just taking a nice little a nice literally. little um up drive at midnight bitch put that shit in neutral killed everything and was like we zoom in we cruising baby we cruising oh my god listen let's backtrack just a little bit okay during the chase when he turns on the police scanner i was like oh you've done this before okay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah no i I forgot about that (laughs) that gives you a sense of like who his character is. This is very like repetitive for him. This is very like this is his life, essentially. Yeah. And so when that police scanner come out, uh it's like, you know, we gotta yell. I said, okay, all right. I, I said, okay. That made me feel that made me trust him a little bit more because I'm like, sir, like at this point, like, like <laughs> truly at this point, who else am I gonna trust? You have a police scanner. Like you've you've came prepared. That's one of those things where you find yourself in a scenario like you ever been in a guy's car and then you immediately went, Oh no, I gotta get out. No, I literally gotta get out. <laughs> a police scanner is one of those things where you're like, I gotta go. I can't, can't be here. Why do you have that? <laughs> like absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I forgot. There are so many things happening in that scene. It's really easy. You. To yeah, it's a lot. Because yeah. on top of you trying to pay attention to the detail and like what he's doing, she over there about to bust. She's like, Oh, I've never been so alive. <laughs> yes. 
No, literally. She's like, I feel so alive. Yes. <laughs> I feel free. <laughs> it's my fucking birthday. <laughs> it's my 18th birthday. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, and so then when he gets you home, you have the option to kiss Logan. Do you kiss Logan? Of course. Of course. Yeah, I really don't know how you not how you don't how kiss you Logan. Don't, yeah, like like you can't you can't experience everything you've experienced with Logan and not kiss him. You just can't. Like, I feel like even if you just off an adrenaline high, even if you're just like, Oh, I don't like this man, but he got me home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without getting caught by the cops. She in the beginning of the second chapter, she said uh-huh. this, but I'm going, this is how I felt in that moment. But she says like, yo, it's my 18th birthday. I went to a party for the first time. I got to a high speed chase. I escaped. Like, how do you not kiss that man? Like, how do you not? Right. Like- Unless you're playing the version of Ellie that's like, I don't want to do that again. I don't trust you. Blah, blah, blah. Then I could, then I would find it believable. But I do feel like playing that version of Ellie is just like, it's not who she wants to be, though. I just feel like yeah, it's not in line with the way the plot goes. Yes, absolutely, because she has do, so many. You're just doing whatever. Absolutely. You're just doing whatever this man asks you to do. Absolutely, right? You go into parties. You like go into his car. Blah blah blah. So to play a character who is not excited about like what's happening, it wouldn't make sense to the plot. Which I think was some people's complaints about this this book is that no matter how much you try to tell Logan, it it's always like it always ends up leaning towards him anyways. I don't mind it because I like Logan, but I right, can see I how do. if if you don't like Logan and you're trying to tell him back off and it just keeps you keep going to places with him, you're like, oh why, <laughs> why? Um. <clears throat> So Ellie goes home, we kind of figure out that her dad's detective badge hanging from his neck. Kind of the first time it's confirmed that he's a cop. Yes, when I saw um, the detective badge and he asked me, oh, who's that guy dropping you off? I thought you went to a small get-together. I saw that badge and I said, oh, I gotta play this safe. I gotta, you know. Right. I gotta. So My I, daddy's a cop. You were <laughs> honest. You were honest saying that you went to a party. But the option I chose was like, Oh, yeah, it was supposed to be. Like, as of, like, Daddy, it's not my fault. Like, I I didn't know all these people were about to be there. They lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we go into chapter two, I have a couple questions. Let's do it. Some of them are statements, some of them are questions. Number one, I just think the music in this book is, like, incredible. Oh, yes, it is very good. Mm-hmm. This book was definitely inspired off of Fast and Furious. I'm not a Fast and Furious viewer myself, but certain points you can definitely tell that it was inspired off Fast and Furious. Um, I think we are both aligned on the fact that at this point we are both finding Logan alluring, at least. Oh, yes, most of. Yes. Question. Yep. Hypothetical. Okay. Let's say you're Ellie. Logan is speeding down the road. You're in the passenger seat. Are you glad that you're in the car escaping from the cops? Or are you just kind of like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Kind of wish I was back at the party. Mm. In real life, I've been both. I've been uh-huh. the person running away from cops. And I've been like the person who's like, kind of like, see, here's the thing, though. Okay. We're going to get real. All right. Okay. If you're at the party stuck, you know your fate. Like, there's no, you can't get out of it. Well, actually, in retrospect, she probably could have because her daddy a cop. Her uh, like so. I, uh-huh. 
imagine, but uh, again, we didn't know that, right? So let's say we do not know that our father's a cop, right? Right. You already know your fate. You're going to get in trouble. Okay. Um, She didn't have a drink. So like, she's not going to get in trouble for that at least, but still like, you know, your fate. There was just something about Logan and his confidence that I'm just like, he will get me out of this situation. And that's fine. That's okay. And we'll talk about it again in the second chapter, but there's another part where like his confidence is so there that I'm like, okay, cool. I have no reason not to trust you. So I was, I would just be in the car. I would just be like, all right. You know, because I definitely do not think by any means that I would have been okay being in that car. Oh yeah, no. (laughs) No, not I. You just met this man like this morning. I think the only thing that would have given me a little bit of assurance is the fact that he had the fucking police scan. What was it? Yes. Okay, sorry. Technical difficulties. <laughs> we we had to come back. Okay. We're back. <laughs> As I was saying, the only thing that I think would have given me some security is the fact that he had the police scanner. And I don't say that as in I feel safe around him, but just as in I'm thinking, oh, he's clearly done this before. Right, right. I'm telling you, if I'm in that motherfucking cop car, not cop car, and the speed away car, Logan's car, I'm not looking at him and telling him, oh, I trust you. I'm looking at him and telling him, you better get me the fuck out of this scenario. <laughs> because I didn't realize you were going to be entering a fucking cop chase. But yeah, no, I think I definitely would have rather been at the party. I don't know. I think I'm just so much of an adrenaline. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Realistically, you just met this man, like, today. And now, all of a sudden, you're supposed to trust that he's going to get you out of the scenario alive and out of cops' hands when, realistically, he could crash. When he hit the side of that bridge, you could have died. You really could have died. Someone just blatantly hit the side of that bridge. Yeah, no, I think I've... I think in my head, I would rather be, like, in the party, even though getting caught by the police sucks. But obviously, once you arrive at your house and you're safe and sound, you're like, oh, thank God I wasn't there. But the hypothetical I was asking was not afterwards. I was asking why you're speeding down the road. What's your first thought? And my first thought would be, I I need to be back there. Drop me off. (laughs) That was my first thought. Drop me off. (laughs) My first thought would be, let me just get out of this alive. Let's just not die. (laughs) Okay. There are, again, choices where Ellie can either be, like, excited or apprehensive about doing something dangerous. I think we both played her as excited. Especially after this, in the second chapter, I was like, we're just about to be for it. Like, we just gonna go for it. And again, like I said, I've, as I said earlier, I think it's the only way to play Ellie, and that makes sense to me. Oh, in yes. my brain. Yes. If you play her as apprehensive, I don't think the rest of the plot makes sense. Okay, so we're done with chapter one. Let's go to chapter two. Ooh, Are you ready? I love this chapter. Chapter two. Called Troublemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, summary of this chapter is Logan shows you a side of Los Angeles that you've never known. Can you handle the heat? Chapter starts off... Ellie's dad. We don't know his name. So we're just going to say Ellie's dad. Dad. We'll call him dad. Dad. Papa. Um, <clears throat> Papa Bear. Yeah. Ask who dropped you off. Ellie can either say Rhea or a boy that she met. Which one did you pick? I said a boy that I met. Correct. 
I agree. Alice has had a boy. Um, Again, I, think I saw a, that cop badge. It would be a but... dumb lie. Oh, yeah. I saw that lie. cop badge. I said there's no point in lying. There's no <laughs> It's a dumb lie because he literally pokes his head out before because he pokes the head out and sees the car before you even have a chance to tell him who it is. So he gonna see a yellow car, a yellow GT, whatever the fuck it was, Devor GT, and you're gonna say it's Rhea's car. Right, right. No, it's not. He knows what Rhea's car looks like. <laughs> no, it's not. I because I said it was a party, you can be very upfront and tell him that. He wanted to get you home before curfew, and your dad's chill. He's so chill. He's chill. Yeah, he's chill. He's chill. Which, again, I'm like, why are we lying to him? Yeah, very <laughs> he chill. Care. The only part he that I feel care. bad about is that, like, obviously, after that conversation, he says that he has to go back to work, and, like, the cupcake that he gives you, the yeah. cake almost gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that kind of made me feel like an asshole. But no one told him to like that right at 10. So really, like, I like I feel bad, but, like, come on now. If you don't hear me at the front door, why are you lighting a candle? But I think it is sad because he's like, how light were they at this party? I mean, he's getting ready to go to work. Unless he just has a late shift. Well, that's what he said. I think he just has a late shift. Yeah, because she has time to go to bed and wake up. Yeah. So it's it's not like yeah. she just got home and was like, let me go get ready for school because it's so late. Right, right, right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. No, it is sad. It's like sad you show up and your dad was like waiting for you. Yeah, that is. That's gonna and then he can't spend time with you because he has to go to work. Yeah. So like he got no birthday time with you. Oh now I'm sad. <clears throat> okay, so she she goes to bed. Um, wakes up in the morning, she has a text from Logan saying, I want to see you tonight. Here's, here's the Addy. Okay. Ellie walks downstairs for breakfast. She meets Detective Shaw, his new character. He's her dad's new partner at his job. Um, and they're working together to take down Mercy Park crew. Um, at the school, and Ellie goes to school, um, Ellie discusses, you know, the party with Rhea and Darius. She either has the option of being like a little bit tight, tight lipped are just telling them that Logan helped her get out. Um, she also tells the two of them that she's going to that location, that address with Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhea's like very excited. She's like, oh my God, my best friend's life is like finally getting exciting. Does she tell them about the kiss? I can't remember. Um, I can't either. Does she? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm blanking. Um, I feel like... I feel like you have to. I feel like you have to tell your best friend you just got your first kiss from a boy you just met that day. Yeah, and that's exactly why I told the truth. Because I'm like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. funny. So, like, I have to, you know, I have to be like, oh, I went to a high-speed chase. (laughs) Bro, could you imagine if that was you and me and one of us didn't tell the other person? Here's the thing, though. It would not even be, like, shock. It would not even be, like, are you okay? There would be no other emotion but betrayal. It'd be like at this point, I don't give a fuck what what you went through. Why the fuck didn't you tell me? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? How how dare you? <laughs> how you you menace? <laughs> you touched that man's lips with your lips and didn't notify me immediately. I didn't get a text. <laughs> I didn't get a Snapchat of the kiss. Like it's the oh my god. <laughs> It's, it's truly, the, it's truly the fakery for me. <laughs> like, oh my god! 
Um, so Rhea, she's very excited. Darius is a lot more reserved. I think it's very clear that you're Rhea, I'm Darius. Um, in this scenario. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he would be like, yes, girl, fuck her up. And then Miwa, I'm like, I don't know, do you know anything about this man? Like, <laughs> he, like... <laughs> oh, my God. I relate to him. Is he lame? Yes. But do I relate to him? Yes. <laughs> He's like the, the voice of caution, and that's why I appreciate it. Yeah. Everyone needs two friends. Everyone needs a friend that is a little too enthusiastic, and everyone needs a friend that is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Back it up. Like, Rhea's like, oh my god, let's fuck it up at this party, and Darius is like, yes, I understand that, but we have to eat first. And it's like, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, he's like, we if we're gonna drink alcohol, we need to fuel our bodies. <laughs> that is. Um, so later that day, um, Ellie goes to the party that Logan invited her to. Um, she meets, I'm just gonna call him Motorcycle. Yes, yes. We don't know his name at this point. Right. Um, so she needs a motorcycle. He's a hard ass. He's pretty rude. Um, he insinuates a few times that she should not be there. Um, and she asks him, like, where they are. And he says they're at an event called a sideshow, which is where people bring their cars. They race. They, like, do tricks. They're just kind of showing off, right? Mm-hmm. Logan sees Ellie and just kind of immediately starts butting heads with this man, which I didn't understand. <laughs> A little bit. Well, the only two options I didn't like because they were both extreme. Yeah. Because it's what, like, oh, he was just showing me directions, which seems very... Which he was not. He was not. Right, right, which is very passive and not the case. Or, like, he's harassing me, which, like, was I giving it back to him? Yes. Like, I was... Yeah. You know, I was a smart ass. I was like, you know, you don't know where I'm from. You don't know what part of the crowd I should belong to. And then it was just like, Oh, let's fight. Let's, you know, can, can you back it up? And I was like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> You're like men. <laughs> You're literally men. Men. Like, oh. Ellie in the back. Yeah, no. Get him, Logan. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Ellie, calm down. Damn. <laughs> yeah, one he's like, he's a bad boy. Beat up somebody for me. <laughs> but like, it's weird because motorcycle guy. The moment he popped up, I was like, oop. Who is he and what is his story? I was like completely automatically intrigued. Mm-hmm. For Ellie to have such an aggressive response about him, I right. felt like that was just a tad bit unrealistic. Yeah. Because, I mean, in retrospect, like, could she not know what the event was? Yes. But come on, two plus two equals four. Let's use our deductive reasoning skills. This is like a street racing place. This is not your crowd. Why are you getting aggressive with people you don't know? Exactly. You don't know this man. Like you I'm like, girl, be a little bit more street smart. Yeah, Stop getting into a fight with every man that you see. No, for real. Because Logan, he's, he's hot-headed. Clearly, as we learn from this interaction, this man gonna get shot. He gonna get shot. If he's going after everybody that gives you a side eye. If you walk into a place full of probably criminals and you out here picking fights and setting Logan on all of them. And it's just so funny because like, like literally walking around with criminals and then she gets mad that they're like, you don't belong here. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, how dare you point out the obvious. (laughs) My dad tells me about his cases all the damn time. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. If they ever found out that her dad is a cop, oh, forget about it. Like, literally forget about it. 
it up so motherfucking quickly and toss onto the highway. Oh my god. The same highway she might never see her again. <laughs> um this interaction, pretty sure. I think like Logan and Cole just say like one or two things to each other, and then Logan's like, fuck you, bro, and then starts showing Ellie around the place. Right. Um right. He makes this really interesting comment where Ellie, I think Ellie has a choice to say to him, like, you don't have to prove anything to me. And he's like, I have something to prove to everyone here. Everyone. Yes, I, I, I chose that. And when he said that, it was just like, I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about that. Right. I think later on, they actually do a good job in, like, constructing why he said that. We'll get there. But, like... Mm -hmm. At that time, I was like, who are you proving anything to? Like, oh, my God. Actually, they do a really good job with, like, answering why he said that. We'll get there. Uh -huh. Listeners, be patient. Be patient. Be patient. Be patient. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, my first thought was, like, maybe in, like, a... Cause this, is, this is obviously a gang of people that are a little bit hardened, right? This is yeah. not Ellie's, Ellie's level of people, right? So, I'm like, maybe it's just, like you always have to be tough in front of these people. That was, like, my first thought. Okay, okay. That was, like, my first thought. was, like, maybe he just always has to, like, be kind of performative here because he can't, like, seem soft in front of this right. crowd. Anywho. We're kind of going around this party. We're meeting people. Eventually, we learn that someone... I call... I pronounce it Kaneko. Kaneko? Yes, 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 yes. I'm gonna call him Kaneko. Um, there's a person named Kaneko who's looking for Logan, and the mood gets, like, very somber. Right, but that is bef after we meet his cousin, quote-unquote his cousin. Yeah, yeah. His, like, adoptive, not adoptive mm -hmm. cousin. Mm-hmm. Who also um, has a truck? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, the interaction between Logan and Kaneko is, like, pretty muted. It's, like, serious, straightforward. Kaneko scolds Logan for running away from the police and, like, getting himself in that position. Mm -hmm. Kind of almost fatherly in a way. And then he hands Logan his car keys and specifies that he doesn't want to scratch his car. It's at this point, after that scene, that there's a diamond option and Logan invites Ellie to dance. I think you said you took this one as well. Oh, yeah, I did. How'd you like it? How'd you like well, it? You think it was worth it? Child. Okay. <laughs> yes and no. Listen, okay. when you go on the dance floor and she's like, ugh, I don't know how to dance. I got pissed off. I don't know what I expected, but like, I just got mad. <laughs> Did you really just make me waste this diamond on you? You don't know how to dance? So, you know, they get close. It's very sensual. Their head, their foreheads are touching. And then you have the option, like, what do you want to do? Like, turn around or like, hands over, you know, shoulder action. Mm -hmm. we're gonna keep looking at him we're gonna keep this sensual vibe okay because i just feel like if you turned around it would be a little risque right like do we want that like eventually but like let's vibe so like you know i had my arms around his shoulders it was mm -hmm. very nice and then you know oh when the slow dancing came on right and then mm -hmm. you have the option like oh kiss me right now or like oh you're such a good dancer i said girl if you don't get this second kiss like <laughs> <laughs> if you don't let this man kiss you so i picked that and like i felt like that is what made it worth it it was a cute little moment she learned something new he's obviously allowing her to break out of her shell mm -hmm. no i liked it that was good a lot better than the first diamond scene because that one i was like oh 
This one, it, I don't know. It didn't. It felt natural, I would say. It felt natural. Yeah. No, I like this diamond scene. I like it because I think it's a good example of, like, Logan meeting Ellie where she is. Oh, yes. Yes. Like, he's not like, oh, you need to be this type of, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, type of girl that he's used to because we don't know that. But <laughs> you don't need to be, like, this version of yourself that, like, you're not. Like, it's okay. Come as you are. Right. I will help you be more comfortable when you're here. Yes. Because when he was talking with his quote unquote cousin, his cousin had made a comment like, oh, he doesn't ever bring a girl around me. So you must be special. And that I like that conversation because it just validates that like what he's feeling for you is real. Because during that dance scene, I think there's an option that's like, where did you learn to dance? Like with other girls or like at parties? And, like, I almost wanted to feel, like, a little insecure and pick girls. But I was like, no. He has made it very clear time after time again that there's just something about you that's special. And he's never felt this way about a girl before. So I picked, I want to say it was the party scene. And, like, he had made a comment, like, you know, last night we got to experience your world. I wanted you to experience mine. And I was like, there's just something so intimate about that. He's very intimate. And, like... I don't know. I really like that about him. I'm over here crushing on the cartoon Logan. I'm done. I'm done. Wow. God bless that there's there's this character that is like, no, like, I'll teach you everything you need to do. Like, just follow follow me. I'm a lead. Oof. I appreciate that. The only other thing that I think that is important in the scene for characterization is like Ellie makes this comment before when Logan was like, I want you to come come dance with me. She was like, I don't really know how to dance. She tells Logan that she like hates that version of herself. Yes. So again, we're getting like the theme of her being like, I'm very uncomfortable, but I also hate the version of me that is uncomfortable. It's just like, you know, well, it's okay to change. And that he makes her feel like it's okay to change and like be whoever she wants to be. And it's just, it's a really good scene. Now that we're going talking about Vaughn, I just have to say, I think that comment, while kind from him, is just like a little bit too early. Because I've only known this man for a little over 24 hours. So for you to say, oh, I think this is something different because he never brings girls here. I'm like, all right. Like, it's nice, but I think realistically, the mature version of me is like, let's take that with a grain of motherfucking salt. Because Yes, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. If I'm like, who, not... why are you trying to sell this to me so hard? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was about to say, if there was not already some indication in the previous episode of there being something, like, unique and special about this, mm-hmm. if I was facing that situation... I would look at Logan and I would look at his cousin. I would be like, whose smart idea was this to set this up? Right. Because it's not, you know, like. And we get it. Listen, Ellie's 18. She's never had a boyfriend. She's never even been kissed before she met Logan. This bitch is naive. I am not saying that I'm, I'm not trying to say, oh, Ellie's stupid. And like, it's dumb that she doesn't do X, Y, and Z. But what I am saying is me as an adult, I'm like, I'm getting love bombed. That's what's happening here. No, like I'm yes, getting love yeah, bombed. I'm getting, <laughs> getting love bombed. I'm like, this is a manipulation tactic. <laughs> um, okay, so after after the diamond scene, 
Um, Bond, Logan's cousin, lost his food truck in a bet against a man who is Salazar. We had not met him up until this point. Um, Logan decides to race Salazar to win the truck back and ends up putting out Kaneko's car as his bet. Um, mm-hmm. Ellie overhears someone state that someone is someone, we don't know exactly who is in the NPC. Um, and if you are able to recall what the NPC is, NPC is it is um, Mercy Park crew. If you're able to recall that, um, Ellie kind of has this thought where she's like, oh, it's Salazar. That's an NPC. So now she's like afraid. Okay. She's like, she doesn't really know. I don't even really know if Ellie like knows who the fuck Mercy Park crew is. She just kind of is like, oh, that's the gang that my father is investigating. They have to be bad. Right. Right. Um, the motorcycle guy, motorcycle, he pulls up and he seems very angry, irritated that Logan is betting Kaneko's car and he decides to join the race on his bike. Okay. Ellie tries to get Logan to not do the race because she's afraid that because he's in a gang, Salazar is in a gang, that Salazar is going to play dirty. Um, Logan's pretty adamant that he's going to do it. And he asks Ellie to be his pair of eyes for him on the road and comments that, you know, he knows that she enjoys the adrenaline rush. So he's like, I know you like it more than you want to admit. Come mm-hmm. with me. Help me win this race. Okay. she's He's reading her like an open book at this point. I don't know if you really took the the diamond option, did you? Yes, I did. So the setup of this scene was very fast-paced and nothing worked out the way I needed it to mm-hmm. work out. So initially when, you know, his cousin lost a food truck, I got pissed because I'm like, why are you trying to race a food truck? Exactly. That's first and Secondly, I look at Logan with, again, like that confidence that we were talking about. And I was like, you're going to have to win it back. You know, that's what you're going to have to do. The option was like, oh, you're not going to take his food truck or like, you know, you look at Logan and you're like, yo, you're going to have to win this back. And I clicked that and he was like, you're right. I'm going to race my boss's car. And then that's when I was like, wait, wait a minute. You said, hold on. Where's your GT DeVore? (laughs) I said, that is not what I said. That's not what I said. (laughs) You said, listen, if that's what you choose to do, but I just don't want you to think it was my idea. (laughs) Exactly. After the whole conversation of you figuring out that they're going to cheat, again, I felt like I needed to take the diamond option to help him out because I know that if I was in that situation, I would be able to perceive things better than he would if he's focusing on the road. So in my head, I'm like, you know what? Like, I will be your second pair of eyes. So when that opportunity presented itself, I best it, I clicked them diamonds so damn fast. Mm-hmm. Let's go driving, baby. Let's go. Really, the only consequence here, I also took it, it's not really that significant to the plot. The only thing that changes is that, um, like, either way, Vaughn gets his car back. I think the only thing that changes is that if you race with Logan and you pick, like, the right choices, then he wins the race and beats Salazar. But if you don't, Colt wins the race, but Logan still beats Salazar. So he still wins Vaughn's truck back. Okay. Okay. That's, like, the significance of the diamond scene. Um. So Salazar, upset, angry, bitter bitch, he keys Kaneko's car, okay? That was insane. Right. We're like, oh, you're playing this game. Kaneko shows up. Yeah. I guess Salazar didn't know Kaneko was there. Um, We don't know what the fuck is up with Kaneko, but he is a scary motherfucker. 
He is so scary. Why is he so scary? I mean, I guess, again, criminals. These are criminals. So, Kaneko makes Salazar fuck up his own car. He, like, makes him key his own car. And then he hands him... What does he hand him? A crowbar. A crowbar. And is like, hit hit your windows, hit your um side windows. Yes. So, he, like, makes him fuck up his own car. Salazar leaves the parking lot with, like, his tail between his legs. <laughs> No, like literally with a busted ass car, busted windshields, busted headlights, busted mirrors. Uh huh. <laughs> busted up car. That's right. He did make him hit his headlights. Um, yeah. Kaneko is like surprisingly, at least for me, proud of Logan using his car for the bet. He's like, yeah, he said it was very cozy. Good very, boy. You know, good boy, basically. Yeah. Um, at the same time, motorcycle shows up. And um, Kaneko, Kaneko, whatever the fuck I'm calling him now, um, Kaneko. Um, reveals that he is Kaneko's son and that his name is Colt. Okay. So now we're like, oh, makes sense why he was so upset that Logan was betting his father's car. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of strange that like Colt just showed up and his dad didn't know he was going to be there. I don't know. Very, there's obviously some history between these two. Yes, because you got to understand, like, these scenes have to be very, like, low-key. So who gave Colt the information that this was about to be here? Right. <laughs> exactly. If he's supposed to be some estranged son, and, like, you know, Kaneko hasn't seen him in a little bit, how he know where to be at? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's some history. Um, Kaneko invites everyone back to the garage to celebrate. As they're getting in Kaneko's car to drive back, um, Kaneko rolls up his sleeve. He has a tattoo on his arm arm that says mpc and that's when ellie puts two and two together and she's like oh shit Mm -hmm. he's in the crew which means logan's Mm -hmm. in the crew okay Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the end of chapter two um how about is there any difference of opinion and how you felt about logan from chapter one to two no okay not really um the only Silver lining that I find myself um, having. Mm-hmm. It, uh, maybe Logan's not in that deep. I can get him out of it. Like, that's really... You know me be trying to save everybody but myself. So that's, like, my main... Like, I'm like, you know what? I gotta... I just, I just feel like there's not enough information to just, you know, fight or flee yet. Fight or flight. So I just kind of want to, I, I need to get, I need to look at, you know, I need to get some info. I need to see what's up with Kaneko and his son, Colt. Um, if my dad want to subconsciously spill some information out, by all means, that would be pretty awesome. Um, I don't know. Like, it just would be so ironic for this to happen to her, right? Like, her dad is chasing Logan. Mm-hmm. She is chasing Logan. Like, there's just a lot going on with Logan's character that I hope, you know, get shed and put in the light a little bit more so we can find out some more information, some more backstory about him. Definitely some backstory about Kaneko. Um, maybe she'll learn how to drive in the future. There's just the possibilities of this book. It's just, I- I'm excited to see where it goes. Right. It comes from someone who's played it before. You've played it before. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. Like, I just, it, you almost feel like the cliffhanger ending, like you know everything that's gonna happen. So just uh, you listening to me squirm in my ideas about it. Because 
I'm not because I realize some people like they'll be like oh I don't want to give spoilers but they'll kind of like give you hints through their tone or word choice and what's gonna happen I'm like mm-hmm. oh no no I want you to go through the same journey that I fucking went through with this book <laughs> God you will damn. not be getting any motherfucking hits from me. <laughs> you will go through all the same shit that I went through with this book. <laughs> uh-huh. Same thing. My opinion, I think when I first played through, I really, my opinion of Logan really didn't change. I think I was just like, oh, he's cute. He's hot. Blah, blah, blah. Um, What are your feelings on Colt? How do we feel about him as a character? Okay, here's the thing. Going back to that comment that I had made where Logan was like, oh, I have to prove myself to everyone. That made me feel like he literally looked at Kaneko like a father figure and like like a lost puppy. So he feels like he has to prove himself to everyone because they're all questioning what is, why is Logan so special that he is so close to Kaneko and like why Kaneko's like, you know, looking at him like an adopted son you know, taking him under his wing mm-hmm. because no one wants to be a charity case. So he has to prove that he's not that. So for Colt, his biological son to pop up, that I that threw me for a mm-hmm. loop. I said, what the hell is about to go down? Mm-hmm. Because he said it himself, like, and he goes like a father figure, you know, I, I do jobs for him. He's looked out for me. Like, you know, we're, we're pretty close. Like I do what he says like a son and so for him to have a real son and for them to butt heads the way they butt heads mm-hmm. and Elodie be involved eh, the story is just really again that that rise in action taking place I'm 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 with it I'm ready for the climax I'm ready to see the character development but I was Colt's character I think I love the introduction of it because it just added the right amount of chaos in the situation. Right. And also it like, it makes sense. You're sitting here like, who, who is this man? Why he's so angry? <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, why is he getting such a spotlight? So <laughs> um, what are your, I guess like, what are your predictions? I guess for like Colt and Logan's relationship, what are your predictions for, kind of like how Ellie and Colt's relationship are going to evolve, how Ellie and Logan's relationship is going to evolve. What do you think is the dynamic between these three? I am truly scared that I'm going to start liking Colt more than Logan. Mm -hmm. I think it just all depends on the backstory. I think what Logan is is what Colt couldn't be, and that's why their relationship between Colt and Kaneko, that's why it's estranged. Because I think Kaneko wanted, like, you know, a son to be, like, this badass, you know, posse-type, pink slip, side street, side show, what the fuck, ever. And he just wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. Which makes it weird. I don't know, because, like, he just came out of nowhere back in that scene again. So I'm like, why? Like, what's the point of coming if you and your father weren't all that cool. I think, I think Ellie is going to get that out of him and they're going to have a touching moment. This is my prediction. I think they're going to have a touching moment. I think Colt's going to be like, look, I might come off as an asshole, but like, this is why, this is what I had to deal with. And we can't all be a prodigy and not care about our life like Logan. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that Colt might the better choice 
I don't know. I don't know. As far as Ellie and Logan, I just think Logan is going to be like, you You have to be my ride or die in these situations. Mm-hmm. And as someone who has been a ride or die in certain situations, like it's all fun and game until all we doing is riding. And like, you know, it, it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I truly feel like I might flip. Cause like it's all fun and game and like yeah like, and the the I think the reason why I chose the way I did was because of Ellie's character because she's never experienced anything like that. Mm-hmm. But at some point the thrill ends. Right. And it's just you're left with fear and anxiety. And I just think that I don't know. I don't. I truly. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to see. Wow, I love that. I love that line. At some point the thrill ends. <laughs> I feel that either being the episode title, maybe, maybe later on. I don't know. I love that line. Wow. What a great, what a great thought. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. <laughs> um. So is it safe to say that you're enjoying the book so far? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there's one more thing. Um, We're almost done promise um i just want to show you one thing i'm gonna share something to your email i thought this would be fun to play um obviously for podcast listeners uh we will describe to you visually what's happening um for those who are listening on youtube i also put an image and, and stuff and i have like a tumblr page and stuff for this podcast so if you want to see what we're looking at like i will have it linked there as well but for now i'm just going to kind of talk through what the image is the image is ride or die bingo okay so essentially where this came from is um ride or die was relentlessly made fun of and it's before it got released right because it's called Ride or Die a Bad Boy Romance. That's like what the full name of the book is. And people on Reddit were like, what the fuck is this bullshit? It's going to be full of cliches, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just getting ripped apart before even chapter one came up. <laughs> so a Reddit user, I, I don't know their name. I'm going to go look for it and post it. I'm going to credit them. But a Reddit user came up with this Ride or Die bingo. And the it's it, it's not based off of any actual plot points. It's based off of their prediction of cliches that this book would meet. Okay, so I think it's only appropriate that at the end of every episode we go through and see if we hit bingo. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes, I said. <laughs> okay. Um, I like that. We're just gonna start from like the top left. Okay. Okay. First top left box, Logan makes fun of you for being a good student. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, Can't no. say that happened. Next box, your gang will definitely have a car crash at some point. No. No, not yet. Your father will have to pick you up from a police station. No. Oh, child. Oh, I hope not. Again, n- none of these are based off of actual plot points. This was created before Chapter 1 was released. Right. All your high school friends worry that you've become unrecognizable. No. Logan's gang will involve you in dangerous missions to test your trust. No. You'll be given the choice to wear rebel clothing, but because you don't have diamonds, you'll look like a scroll girl all the time. Lucas. (laughs) 
I mean, Lucas. <laughs> that's a guess. I mean, I mean, right. in retrospect, yeah, that's a yes. Most of we're crossing that. Um, I'm just gonna put a little line on my end. I'm just taking a little screenshot and editing it, and I'll post this again on the Tumblr. Um, so there we go. We have one. You will emotionally manipulate your dad to help your friends, even if it's against his integrity. Oh. <laughs> no. Nope, um, nope. Your teachers worry that you are failing your grades, but you don't care. Not yet. You will have a fight with your dad over your new healthy lifestyle. No. Nope. A rival gang will challenge Logan, and you will have to defend his honor. I mean, yeah, yeah. Did that happen? Did we defend well, him? Well, that's not. No, 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 because they weren't a rival. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Logan has a tragic backstory involving a car crash to make him a sympathetic bad boy. <laughs> oh my God. Not, not yet. <laughs> I didn't read all of these before I put it on here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like reacting to it in real time. You are, <laughs> you'll argue with your high school argue with your high school friends you've known for years just to protect someone you met a week ago stop it (laughs) i didn't read that i didn't read that (laughs) um no that hasn't happened um okay i'm gonna just mark the little that little free space in the middle okay Logan will show you unsanitary places of LA, which look like a dump from the outside, but modern inside. <laughs> Your dad will prohibit you from seeing Logan, but you will escape. No. When Logan and his gang get arrested, you'll cry a river because they'll blame you as the mole. Oh my god. No. You'll justify everything Logan does by saying that no one understands him like you do. <laughs> Oh my god. No. Logan's gang will have a hard time accepting you because you are too proper. No. Uh, we haven't even met his gang yet. Logan will be busted right. carrying drugs, but you know he's innocent because he says so. No. Logan's antics get you will get you hospitalized, but somehow it will be all your dad's fault. Oh. No. Well, these are really good predictions. Right. Though. These are like good. After meeting Logan, school will suddenly become boring and you will want to feel alive. <laughs> That's a guess already. That, I mean, <laughs> but it, it, is school boring though? Well, she hasn't said in in. She hasn't. No, no, no. Because right now she's still trying to balance. Both. I feel she's like we'll, have... I feel like we'll have to come to a point to where she wants to like ditch school. In right. order for okay. Yeah. That. Yes, you're right. Absolutely. Logan will save you from kidnappers. He sent you to as oh part God. of his loyalty <laughs> test. Damn, they really make out Logan to be, like, a manipulative person. A gaslighting-ass bitch. (laughs) Logan will become a fugitive, but you'll be by his side. Um, Logan will call you nicknames and bully you, but you'll end up thinking that's romantic. Okay. Okay. Um, You'll drive without a license because life's too short. I'm fucking weak. I can definitely see that fucking happening. <laughs> it's very realistic. So, so far, the only one that we've marked is you'll be given the choice to wear rebel clothing, um, but because you don't have diamonds, you'll look like a schoolgirl all the time. Um, that's because of Lucas. Yeah, which you is... can blame Lucas on that one. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, um, my bad. I apologize. If he cannot like me for my ugly-ass college sweater, then he doesn't deserve me. That's right. 
ladies, if he doesn't love you and your 10 year old Langston stretched out college sweater with either no bra or a strapless bra underneath, he doesn't deserve you, ladies. All right. And that's on period. Let me just go ahead and save this because we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna pull this up in future episodes. This is coming back. This, I cannot. This wait. isn't ending here. Um. Okay. And we're done. We're done. Love it's that. It's the end of the second episode. Um. Please go check us out on all of our socials. We're at yes. Play Choices Podcast on Instagram, at Play Choices Pod on Twitter, and we're available for pretty much um listening on all major platforms except except for Apple Podcasts. I know. I'm working on it. <laughs> it's hard getting on that platform. <laughs> Um, if you have any questions, series, comments, reactions, etc., if you just feel like talking to us, email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail and we'll try to respond um, in the next episode. Thanks, Lucas. No problem, V. <laughs> Bye. Bye.